1: Seven Wherewithal Way was a rambling, haphazardly wonderful magic mashup of a building. It looked, all at once, like a stately mansion that had seen better days, a sprawling ramshackle cottage and a perfectly homey large farmhouse. The bones were whitewashed stone and brick, with wooden compartments, rooms, towers and turrets slapped on wherever there was space. There were many gabled roofs painted a deep crimson. And gardens abundant with trees. Behind it all, there was an orchard, a pond, various outhouses, and, of course, the rocky, hilly knolls that house the secret portal to the human world. What Celeste loved most was the feeling the house had of ancient magic infused into every shadowy corner and crooked beam. The air would chink and crackle softly at the centre of your ear, like a scratchy old record and there was a presence about the house that was watchful and intelligent. Celeste thought that if one day someone pierced the house's heart, wherewithal would explode not into fragments of glass and wood and stone, but into faces and feelings and the thick black brushstrokes of all the secrets and stories swallowed up by the walls. As Celeste stepped off the bus, she felt a familiar thrill go through her every inch of skin tingling with the barely perceptible thrill of magic that enfolded the house. She closed her eyes for a second to hug it all in tight.
0: Hello and welcome to the Good Reading Podcast. There's more than a little magic in today's edition because I'm talking to Samantha Ellen Bound. Samantha Ellen is an author, writer and editor among so many other things. Her many interests include ballroom dancing, racking up library finds and cooing to her vegetables and herbs. She's the author of Silver Shoes, a junior fiction dance series, and What the Ravens Saw, a timeless tale for children and adults. But today I'm chatting with Sam Ellen about the first book of a four-part fantasy adventure series, Seven Wherewithal Way. Sam Ellen, welcome to the Good Reading Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: Wherewithal Way is hard to say, so I'm starting with a tongue twister question of my own. What and where in the world is wherewithal
1: way seven wherewithal way is actually the house so wherewithal is a house that has six portals and each of those portals go through to another realm and each of those realms are based on a different world folklore so wherewithal is is where it all happens it's the waypoint the gateway to all those worlds
0: I really love the characters in this book and there's so many quirky ones to choose from but let's start at the beginning. Let's start with Celeste and Esme. Tell me all about them.
1: So Celeste and Esme are our main characters so they're sisters. Celeste is the oldest sister and I think unfortunately for her she has been uh, dumped a lot of the time with looking after her little sister and her that's Esme and her little sister sort of always you know is in the spotlight she's always the loud one always the one getting up to trouble and Celeste fades into the background a bit and has to look after her and so I guess she feels I mean and Celeste is only 11 Esme's 8 and so I think uh, Celeste feels you know a little bit like an adult in a child's body dumped with all these you know responsibilities because her parents travel a lot. So she has to look after a little sister all the time. And a little sister's always telling her she's boring. But, you know, Celeste doesn't really have a choice. And so how Celeste escapes is through reading and books. And all she really wants to do is just go on an adventure and escape. And lucky for her, she has a cousin who owns a magic house called Weberthal. So that's sort of where the adventure, um, she gets the adventure that she's always wanted.
0: And the whole story begins with a flying bus called Bonnie crash landing in Celeste and Esme's front yard while they're eating ice cream. Yes. And on board Bonnie, the flying bus, is cousin Ferd third or thirty. Who is Ferd and what is he up to?
1: Ferd is their cousin. So Ferd is a human who is living in the realms which are largely um, devoid of humans. So humans don't live there anymore. So they are sort of the gatekeeper or the owner of wherewithal. So they oversee um, people and creatures travelling in and out of wherewithal. So they're kind of the eccentric cousin, you know, sort of like a Doctor Who figure who um, takes these girls away to sort of have an adventure and and live out their dreams. Um, Very larger than life and and colourful. Lots of fun to write. Third is kidnapped. So... Ferd has an apprentice called Logan and so they decide to go into the realms, into the realm of forest to rescue Ferd because no one else will. So that's sort of the launching point of the adventure that, you know, they're thrown right into it.
0: And we don't want to give too much away. They're tasked with rescuing Ferdie. But before we move on to a few other questions I've got for you, where can I get one of those flying buses?
1: Well... First of all, you need to know magic. So, if that's no problem, (laughs) then you can probably use a little, if you've got a little toy bus, do a bit of magic on it, and then the bus will grow. And you also probably need to have a portal to go to another world. So, if you've got those two things, you're all set.
0: I'll do my best. I'll do my best. I guess there's no flying bus stop, then, is there?
1: Go down into the deep, dark corners of your garden, and there might just be something there.
0: I'll have a look. You know,
1: go have a little explore.
0: <laughs> the adventures in Seven Where will Always start with a portal. What yes. possibilities does that open up for you in storytelling?
1: Well, I've always loved portal fantasies, and I've, you know, I ever since I was a child, I've always really wanted to write one. So, reading uh, like the Chronicles of Narnia or Diana Wynne-Jones or the stories of Alan Garner and to me that just seemed like all I wanted was to find my like my own other world I I just wanted to leave the human world I wanted to believe that all you know something else existed and even now I'm still the kind of person you know that gets a little thrill of walking through a graveyard at night or you know following an overgrown path if I'm going on a hike like just that idea of you know, if you only look close enough, there's another world there just waiting for you to escape to. And um, and I really love that. And I think that portal fantasies just feed into that so well. Um, when I started writing this book, I always knew that I wanted to have other worlds. Like that's why we love Doctor Who. You just get to go to, you know, other worlds. It's amazing.
0: I guess uh Seven Where will all way is a little bit like the TARDIS in that way.
1: It is. Yes, it is. It's my, uh, yes, I've created my own TARDIS. It's just a big old house.
0: What's your inspiration for Seven With All Way? You, you seem to, from what I've read, you seem to have a really strong interest in things like folklore and mythology and magic realism. Is, is that the source of your inspiration?
1: Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I, as I said before, I always wanted to write sort of a big epic folklore-inspired portal fantasy series. I've loved folklore since I was a child. And that started, you know, just with fairy tales and then into fairy lore and then fables and eventually, you know, like a broader kind of world folklore. For me, what I love about folklore is that I guess folklore is really us using our imaginations to make sense of our daily lives. You know, I love that human instinct to turn to art and stories when basically, you know, the world is maybe a bit crap and we don't want to deal with it or make sense of it. You know, we turn to art and stories and imagination. And I really love that idea and I think that's really what folklore is about.
0: Any particular favourites in that area?
1: I think because I grew up on, like, Brian Froud uh, and uh, his kind of fairy lore, so I have, like, a really... Where, where it really kicked off for me was, like, Irish and, and Scottish and, you know, the folklore of the British Isles. But I also really loved, like, the Japanese yokai, which is actually sort of what a lot of Pokemon is based on as well. So I love that. And I really love, like, Slavic, specifically Russian and Polish folklore, and I think that's why I kicked off the first book in this series um, with, with that.
0: And you've got even got a character, a Baba Yaga character yes. in your book who is actually part of Slavic and Russian folklore. Why did you want to include that traditional figure?
1: Good old Baba Yaga is very, you know, recognisable and the same with um, the Leshy, which is the other sort of main creature in the realm of forests. And when it comes to Baba Yaga, there's sort of many different variations of her story. So I sort of wanted to take that recognisable figure and make my own kind of story about it. But also because, you know, I mean, she's so iconic, really. Um, you know, if if you don't know really anything about Russian folklore, you know you know Baba Yaga. So I felt like I could make a good, like, my own personal good backstory from her. So that's sort of why I chose her.
0: There's a huge sense of energy and fun in your writing, and this is an odd question, but what's going on in your brain when you're writing this?
1: Look, I'd really love to know. Um <laughs> Um, I think first and foremost I think I just wrote this book for like myself you know I just wrote the book that I've always wanted to write I wrote the book the kind of book that I love reading so I really really love a lot of classic children's literature from the sort of 50s 60s and 70s that's what actually made me want to become a children's writer and I think a lot of that sense of whimsical energy and fun is in those books. So it's kind of like subconsciously they're the kind of stories that I love to write. Um, but I think it's really just because I had such a fun time writing the story. As I said, I, you know, I love folklore, I love portal fantasies and I get to call on all these, you know, old traditions to create something new and that's enormous fun.
0: Seven Wherewithal Way doesn't contain any illustrations at all. Do you think illustrations intrude in some way into the reader's imagination?
1: Good question. Um, I don't, I personally don't think so. I mean, I've read similar middle grade fantasy novels that have, you know, the black and white illustrations throughout Um, and to be honest, you know, sometimes you don't even really notice them. You Sometimes you just, you know, they don't really affect the story. Oh, look, I would love illustrations. I mean, of of course, we're dealing with folklore and supernatural magical creatures. Illustrations would be amazing. I mean, who's to say there might be an illustrated version in the future? Who knows? But, of course, certainly, I would, you know, that would be amazing.
0: As a final question, Seven Wherewithal Way is the first in a four-part series. Are there any portals that we need to be aware of in the rest of the book in this series?
1: There certainly are. So in the first book, we only really get to go into the realm of forests. Um, So that is obviously the world that's inspired by Slavic folklore. In the next book, we pop into the realm of ice. So that is inspired by Nordic folklore. And we also go into the realm of jungle, which is inspired by South American folklore. In book number three, we will visit the realm of mountains, which is inspired by Japanese folklore, and the realm of desert, which is inspired by African folklore. And then in the final book, we'll end up in the realm of Fay, which is our folklore of the British Isles. So there's a lot more to come. <laughs> there's lots more adventure to be had.
0: It sounds to me like your imagination is extremely well-travelled.
1: Oh, look, too much to the point where I've just finished the draft for the second book and it's like 20,000 words too long. So I have to like actually rein it back in and be really choosy about which ones I want to choose, because honestly, I could write about 10 books. You know, the, the source material is endless.
0: It's a fascinating little book, really interesting, great characters. So Samantha Ellen Bound, thanks for joining me on The Good Reading Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you.
0: I've been chatting with Samantha Ellen Bound about her fantasy adventure series, Seven Wherewithal Way. It's published by Affirm Press and is available at goodreadingmagazine.com.au. My name's Greg Dobbs and thanks for listening. This Good Reading podcast was brought to you by Luxury Read. Why not spoil yourself or give the gift of a Luxury Read subscription today? Visit luxury.com.au to find out how.